I'm with Brian, trials manager at Fothergill Seas. Now we're looking at something that I think is quite exciting because we always think of perennials as something that is a two-year job to get into flower, but you're actually, you've got a range, haven't you, of from seed to flower in the first year, haven't you? Yeah, this is something that's been developed probably for the last 10, 12 years, slowly getting more and more interest. There's much more perennial seeds sold now than 10 years ago. And a lot of it is because we are trying to make it, I call it foolproof, so you really can sow it. First week March, undercover, you can't really do it outside too easy then. So undercover, early March, sown with some protection to stop frost getting it. As soon as it germinates, we then transplant it into cells or pots. When the plants are big enough, it is when, it doesn't have to be in June or July, it can be end of April if the plants are big enough, we then put them into the land and then what we want to do then is assess the flowering speed. And as we look at the trial here, uh, we are assessing many, many varieties that have made it very early, within they have indeed. And in fact, the range is huge, isn't it? I mean, you know, we talked about, uh, we've got Nepetas over there, we got right over to Achillea over here, Coreopsis, Delphinium, Lupin. I mean, I'm just naming a few, but I mean, the range is it's, it's big, isn't it? We literally doubled the size of our perennial, first year flower perennial plot this year. We last, we've always do 50, 60, 70. We've now got 150. It's impressive, isn't it? It's also, it's almost the more we do, the more excited it gets us. Because, wait a minute, we didn't realise this would flower first year. So you end up with... Uh, well, what a pleasing sight. It is indeed. Now, let's just talk about these Coreopsis, because are these different suppliers or are they different varieties? I mean, what, what's the difference? Because to me, just looking at them, they're all very similar. They are very similar, but there are two varieties that you're looking at. Not much to see between the two here, but some years you will find one variety might not be anywhere near flowering in the same year. It can be very, very late. It could be where the contract is put out for the seed. If you grow in Northern Europe, you tend to find the things tend to be okay. If you grow somewhere with sunshine, they tend to be a lover of sunshine. And if it happens to be a scruffy year weather-wise, it can not flower. It can now be you want it to flower in most years, don't you? From a, from it's got to be... It's got to be good, isn't it? We've got to try and take away the guesswork for people. We want to make sure that you end up with something that is 99% sure you're going to get a flower. You might have to wait till September, but from a March sowing you'll get it in the first year. So out of those, you're saying that there's two batches. Does that you, mean that you choose one batch above the other? Yes, we tend to. You, you, it has to prove itself. It comes in first and we do a germination test in the lab to make sure it's pristine germination for going into packets. And then we then take it into this stage where we put it on the field, then we want to see its flower power. Because some things not always are true to type. So we're looking at... If it's supposed to be double Coreopsis, then we want it to be double. If it's a bit single, then you say, wait a minute, that's not a true... Because some of that are a bit single, aren't they? Yes, and therefore we wouldn't go forward with that one. We get, we get samples coming in three or four times a year on different things. And everything we get in between, say, November and end of February, potentially on a perennial, we build out here. So out of these, I mean, you know, if you were choosing to brighten up someone's garden, what would be your favourites, you think, that you'd think, hang on, I'll try those, I've never done it before? I would say penstemons never let you down. Same way, early March sowing, put them through, straight in the ground when they're big enough, 
take the dead spikes off when they finish flowering and you get a profusion of flowers. They never let you down. They'll be there until the frost hits them and they're so idiot proof for getting first year flowering on them. The Agastache family, also brilliant. If you love your bees around, they're good for that. Aren't they? Absolutely fabulous for bees. Some of your Napitas, same story. And the far side of the trial, you've got Verbena bonariensis. Doesn't fit everybody's gardens, but boy, what a, what a background it gives you. And fabulous for the bees. So we are very aware that when we do things, we want wildlife, whatever form, we get hummingbird moss on this field. They don't come until late August, early September, but you'll see them going around selecting, and they love you, of course, your digitalis. Anything that's got high yield food, food yield for them, they will then just, well, they just queue up to get on things. I find it fascinating standing, looking at what's attracting the insect life. It's just fascinating. So give it a go is the answer, isn't it? Don't be frightened of them. And of course, you've got them then for other years. You don't, you don't have to keep them if you don't want to keep them. I've known people that have grown delphiniums. Oh, they're lovely, lovely, lovely. And when they've died down, they've pulled them up, thinking they're dead. They don't realise that next year they're even better. But I found people, I found people pulling so, them up. So treating, they're treating perennials as annuals, as really. A, it's probably suited some of their needs. They don't want to see an ugly-looking stick in the ground. But no, if you if you love your perennials, give them a chance, and boy, do they reward you.